Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Palm Springs, California, Joey Nocho Prano. Hello, Andy. Good late Monday evening. That's right. We we're on a whole, on a whole new system here. We are. I'm looking very up close at your face. I'm looking up close at my pixelated face because I have a Pretty much brand new Apple computer, so why wouldn't the camera suck? Well, we're 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 done with the Zoom. We're on to the StreamYard, and I think this is going to give us a lot, a lot more capabilities on things we can do for the show. So we're going to work through some kinks, guys, and just just have patience, you know, as 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 we mess up or as, as I mess up, but. I think we were, even, a lot more. We, were, we, we were even talking pre-show. Is this, is it time to, to open up the call for interns again? And now in the virtual world, no, no longer are we limited by the, do you live near in or near West Los Angeles? When, anywhere in the know, world, anywhere in the world, I, th- I think invo- you, a- you can get involved in the game. I think you're right. You don't have I to be an the- anti-vaxxer or ma- anti-masker like Joshua Belli because you don't have to live. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. What, are you doing? what are you doing out the gates? This is what we're doing? This is what we're doing? Somebody somebody tagged me. I forget what I said. And somebody tagged me. They're like, they're clearly using your account with Joshua Belli's. I looked at your Belli's recently. I'm like, well, they do have a point. It was a good joke. It was a good joke. It was a great joke even. But... Do you think Shabelli thinks that Demar Hamlin is a clone? There's a Have lot of wild Demar Hamlin conspiracies. Oh, I know, dude. And he, you know, he put up a picture today. Did you see it? I didn't. He put up a tweet today, uh, a picture up on his Twitter. Come on, Andy, you could. This should be something you're able to throw up directly onto the show. Well, it is. That's what's so uh, great. Because yeah. I can't throw it. Demar up. Hamlin put up a three day because because people keep saying, "Wait, this is the picture he put up with a hood up still." Yeah, I mean, I don't know, Joe. Like, he, he's not doing justice with this. I'm gonna throw the picture up because we do have this capability now. This is yeah. exactly what we're talking about. So, come on, come on. Why is it not? Of course. But it, what, what, I, I, obviously, he's very much once you sort this out. Obviously, he's very much leaning in. He's he's mocking the people who are making absurd claims that he is he actually died and is has been replaced by a clone. So, like, what the I fuck are of- we talking about at this point? We're, 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 are there people who think we live in a in Star Wars? Well, first of all, for some reason, they're not letting me load this save photo. Nor, nor are they, which is weird, uh, onto onto our stream right now. 
But I heard a wild one the other day while I messed with that. I was I was pumping gas. This is where Cincinnati's at right now. I'm pumping gas, and uh, I was wearing that Bengals winter hat. And this guy in like an all pimped out Cadillac Escalade gets out of his car. 100% drug dealer. What white oh. guy miss, miss it, missing all his teeth. Another white guy, all face tattoos. I'm telling you, like, I just got drug dealer vibes, right? And uh, he goes, who they motherfucker? And I'm like, who they? And I'm just like egging him on. And then uh, what's funny is he, the minute I said that back to him, he was all riled up. And he was like, going on and on about like they's fucking us man they's fucking us like we should be playing this game in cincinnati and i'm just like egging him on and then he goes he goes i don't even know if he actually died in the field was that all real and he's shrugging like this and he's like did anything actually happen i think they made the whole thing up and i'm like really and i'm just fucking with him and his boys in the front seat just like drugged out of his mind just like yeah man it's fucked up and I'm like, wait, so you don't think any, I was like, I, I go, I was there, man. He goes, I think they faked it all. It's all conspiracy. And then he drove off and I was like, what the fuck just happened to this gas station? People are, have lost their damn minds these days. I can't, I just cannot believe that this is where we are as a society. I mean, I don't know, man. I, I'll say what this. What don't you know, Andy? I need no, you no, to no, say, no, use no, your no, words. No no, no. No, no, hold on. Hold on. I'll say this. Do I think, and I don't think this is a conspiracy, do I think biases come into play in these games? Or or does does the league, we've talked about this how many times, Joe, in the duration of our podcast. Do, do the Does the league, whether it's the NBA, the NFL, Major League Baseball, are there certain teams they want? That they cheer for, I think they do. So, now, but, but now, now in the NFL this season, that whole theory, right, is like the Demar Hamlin situation. You know, I know we've got Randy Ruther who's been chomping at the bit all day for this podcast to go up, and he's so stoked that the Bengals are back in the AFC Championship game, and and Bengals fans are excited. But like, oh, the NFL screwing us. Making us play the game in Buffalo. In the end, they 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 didn't uh, they didn't mess with you guys. They didn't mess with the Bengals refereeing wise or game wise or whatever. Well, just well, Bengals well, went in on. there and the the Bengals went in there and just kicked ass. Like as far as conspiracies goes, the the grand plan just to to uh, fake a death so that they can move a move a game to Buffalo. Didn't really pan out the way the NFL's super secret strategy worked. And they had to kill a guy and then clone him just to get the game there. And then the Bengals win anyway. Oh, yeah. Look, I'm I'm laughing about all that stuff. I, I do think. I do think 100 percent the NFL wanted Buffalo. Why? In the in the AFC championship. Because I think I think you get especially I think I want them in the Super Bowl because I do think the Hamlin story is absolutely fascinating. It's a miracle. It's. We've discussed this, right? It is a straight up Disney tale. There's no other way to put it. Him not only surviving, but being home so quickly. It's a it's a wonderful story. It's a TV 
It's like you're made for TV. Yeah, movie but you all, or- you know, there's a there's a flip side of that. There's a flip side of that, which is if Buffalo's in the Super Bowl, you have two weeks of video of of replaying the video of him getting hit in the chest and him going down and everything that happened and all that's like in the end you got to remember like the big thing the nfl went through with concussion and and cte and everything was the reason that they fought so hard against that thing was to try to try to cover up the fact that it's a super violent super dangerous game they don't want they didn't want parents to not want their kids to play because that ruins the league down the line when, when kids don't want to do it anymore. So it's like, yeah, it's a good story, but like, is it in their best interest to like keep having it happen or is it in their best interest for it to like go away? I, I and, think, and he's fine. And yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what? It's like, I think and the guess what? Was- he's, he's going to be at the Super Bowl regardless. You think it's going to be talked about regardless. I think Hamlin, the Hamlin story gets even more eyeballs on a game who wouldn't necessarily watch it. But you talked about the calls. Like, to me, the chase call, I don't know how that's not a touchdown. Well, it's not a touchdown because the rule is that you got to control the ball all the way to the ground. It's stupid that that's the rule, though. Okay, so I got it right here. So I got I got the catch. Now, and these are different angles. You can see this? Yep. All right. Boom. So he catches here. One step, two step. He's on the ground. Yep. Like, you tell me how this is not. I mean, I can tell you the right there. He bobbles the ball as he's going out of bounds. But but, but he doesn't really bobble it, is what I'd I say. Listen, here's the thing for me. We're, we're, Who cares like, if he bobbles it? To me, who cares if he bobbles it and because he, it never hits the ground, so he catches it. So it doesn't saying, matter. Like, but like this that, never that, hits the but ground. That is the... So you're telling me that slight movement. Listen, did you did you watch the Giants Eagles game? I did. Do you remember in the early in the game when Isaiah Hodgins had a very clear first down and they said he didn't get a first down because he was bobbling the ball and therefore didn't get forward motion? It's the exact same thing. He's he catches the ball. He's fully got it, and then as he goes out of bounds, he bobbles it. I mean, we've seen it. We've seen it. Listen, what's crazy is everybody points to the Des Bryant thing from years ago, and that was the one that was the least to catch of all of them. Everybody kept pointing to that one, like that was the one, and it was like that one was to me the one that was clearly least to catch because he went he bobbled the ball when he went to the ground. And he was still yeah. in play. It wasn't out of bounds. And he was going falling forward. It wasn't like the if the ball's on top of you, if your whole body is between you and the ground, then like at no point was the ball loose from you. Who cares if it's who cares if somebody's jiggling it while it's in your hands? You you you've got it controlled against your body the whole time. To me, when Dez went to the ground and the ground causes the ball to move, that's the totally different story. But at this point, dude, the NFL and they're like, like to me, that's just so obviously what any human being would say a catch. Of course he caught it because he had control of the ball the whole time and his body was between the ball and the ground. So it's not like it ever came loose. Well, you know, that game. But by rule, that's obviously not a catch. 
Well, 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 let's let's go let's go to the actual game. Like, like not that this, obviously this is the game, but I mean what how everything played out. And I think this is what I think because you were there with me and Randy Ruther. I think the game in Cincinnati is going to play out similarly. And and I know you can play the speculation game. It's just the Bengals drove right down. They scored a touchdown this week. They drove right down. They scored a touchdown that game. They were driving to score this past Sunday. They scored two touchdowns. Like I think the Bengals scored on five of their seven possessions yesterday. It's just, I, I think the game three weeks ago would have played out similarly. I, I, I just think, the Bills yeah, couldn't unless, handle unless, the Bengals. Unless randomly, unless randomly in that game, somebody's coming off the edge and a Bengals offensive lineman trips and somebody goes into Joe Burrow's knee and he tears his ACL. True. Like, I mean, it's the it's fucking football. The guy, sure. a guy, a guy almost died on the field. What are we talking about? Like how that game would have played out, how that game would have played out if somebody didn't suffer immediate severe cardiac arrest and have to be revived twice on the field. Who the fuck knows? Who the fuck knows, like, if if he didn't get injured, if somebody else would have gotten injured. You know what I mean? It's like, you, it's, it's impossible to say, like, what would have happened. Well, all I'm saying is, I, th- I think, again, we're playing in a world of hypotheticals. We're fa- playing in fantasy land. I think it would have played out similarly. That's a tough word for me to say. Similarly as it did yesterday. We'll never know. doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, the Bengals control that game. And, yeah. and, and the thing, the thing for me is it's like not even about them dominating from, let's say like the Joe Burrow stuff and all that. And we'll talk about that. They dominated from the line, both lines. Allen was under pressure all day. They rushed the ball for 172 yards with three backup O-linemen. The Bengals dominated that game from every facet. I don't think anyone saw that. Like, did you see that coming? I didn't. No, I thought the Bengals had a good chance to win the game. We both picked them to cover. We both said five was absurd. Um, And yeah, I thought I thought the Bengals could win that game. Um, but no, I didn't see that. And you know what the, the thing is, is like the, the snow situation, it just seemed, it seemed like it played into the Bengals, at least strategy hands, as opposed to what the bills were trying to do. It seems like the bills didn't adjust anything. And maybe, and maybe the Bengals didn't make any adjustments either, but like their game plan fit perfectly. I mean, you're just like run the ball down the throat. Right. Like I said to Justin, I said, if the Bengals, they don't have to rush for that much. I felt this postseason. I said, but after the Ravens game, when I think they rushed for 55 yards, I said, they just rushed for 85 to 90 yards to open up the offense. But you're right. They, they rushed at will. The D line got so much pressure on Allen. And I'm going to say something that I never thought I would be saying. And I don't know if I agree. I'll bring in our boy. Matty Goldberg was texting me about it last night. He thinks Sean McDermott should be fired. And I said, I never, what? McDermott fired? And he said, I think they are always outcoached when it matters. They were outcoached yesterday. I think on both sides of the ball. That's for sure, in my opinion. But he said, I just think they've wasted too many opportunities with too many good teams and too many good players. Too many opportunities. What, I mean, what, what are we talking about here? Like, the, first of all, 
Okay. We've got a situation. Josh Allen's in year what in the league? Five or six. They were in. They they. No, no, no. This is what he said real quick. They're wasting this window. They get out coached every game. I don't know. The thing about this Bills team is from the beginning of the season, everybody said the Bills, the Bills, the Bills. And I didn't really understand it from the beginning of the season. I think there is part of this where it's like, why are like, let's, let's not talk about a coach should have to be fired because the odds on favorite lost in the division round. It's like, why were they the odds on favorite anyway? And that's what I said going into the year. Well, I had picked them to win. I'd picked them to win the last two years. I think here's what I think. I think that they lost such a heartbreaker in Kansas city. Do you think Burroughs better than Josh Allen? Yes. Without a doubt. Do you think the Bengals receiving core is better? Yes. Okay. So in terms of just starting right there alone, we're talking about the Bills were the odds on favorite and they don't have a better quarterback or a better or better weapons than the team that was in the Super Bowl last year. Well, I wanna I wanna do a little caveat with that. I didn't think when the year started, I had Burrow and Allen very similar. Now, obviously, one made it to the Super Bowl last year, one didn't, but I had them pretty much neck and neck. Now, you know, I firmly believe Burrow is the the second, you know, he's right there. Like people can debate Burrow Mahomes all they want. Mahomes obviously has a has a championship and does just insane things. Burrow is Burrow is still your would you wouldn't you agree? I would still call Bro, Joe Burrow your traditional type quarterback. Now he obviously has mobility. He can run the ball, but he is still your prototypical Tom Brady, Joe Montana type of guy. Uh, Don't you think? Yeah. Simple. The simple fact for me is we're, we're talking about the AFC. You know, the chiefs are going to be there. We talked about the AFC West, you know, like everybody was high. I wasn't obviously high on the Broncos, but everybody was high on the, the chargers coming into this year. Uh, everybody's high on the bills and just in the, in the AFC alone, the idea that, Oh yeah, the bills are going to make it out of the AFC based on what? Yeah. I I don't know, man. Like, cause they like, almost beat the chiefs last year. You know how many teams have almost beat the chiefs when it matters? I know. In the, I, I in just the think, end, they didn't beat the chiefs by the way. I, I think a year. lot of people, including myself, whether it was right or wrong, I just assumed had they beat the Chiefs, they would have taken care of business at home against the Bengals. Now I'm obviously questioning that, that I just assumed. And know, also probably... we're at a point, like I, I'm I'm not trying to shit on Goldberg here, but we're also at a point now where uh, the playoffs come and we're firing Brandon Staley. We're firing McDermott. We're firing Mike McCarthy. If you make the playoffs and you don't make it to the conference championship game, you should be fired. Um, yeah, I'm not saying I'd fire McDermott. They definitely regressed as far as how they played this year. But 
you, you and I talked about. I really do think the Brian the Brian Dable thing is is huge. I, I and it, I think we saw it play out in Josh Allen's season. Yeah, and we saw, we saw it play out in Daniel Jones' season as well, right? Daniel Jones had five interceptions the whole year. Yeah. Like, if you're a Bills fan, though, how do you feel? I mean, I said it on last episode. I tweeted it yesterday. I really do think we have a Burrow, Mahomes, a la Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, the early 2000s, 10 years of the 2000s kind of rivalry. And Josh Allen's just kind of the odd man looking out. Yeah, you know, and I saw somebody reply, I think, to you that said, uh, and I kind of like the comparison that Allen could be the Ben Roethlisberger, always kind of right there, maybe sneaks a championship in in, in a weird off year here or there. Um, I mean, obviously, kind of similar styles of play, but no doubt sure. about it. I mean, no doubt about it. I mean, you're you're looking at, you know, we're looking at uh, uh, the two best quarterbacks are in the AFC. Like you, you go, you go to the the start of this AFC playoffs, and we listed how great the quarterbacks were and how young they all are. In the end, it's, in my opinion, the two best QBs. Sure. Teams are what they are, but in the end, it's the two best QBs that are in the AFC Championship game. Yeah. No, I agree. And I'm not going to sit here and get into one of the, you know, there are so many, I'm not sure if you saw it, you know, and I, I don't try not to t- pay too much attention. There's so many talking heads today. Obviously, it's just like Peyton and Brady. You're getting now this Burrow Mahomes. They're just they're, guys. They're completely different quarterbacks. Like, like at the end of yeah. the day, if you watch football, Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes truly are different type of quarterbacks. You know what? What Patrick Mahomes did the day before, I think we've just grown to get used to how good he is. He played on one leg and they won. Yeah. Like, that's how good he is. And I think he is, I think his toughness is so undervalued as well. And, and I'll, and I'll take, I'll go, I'll, I'll say one thing that, you know, a lot of people have given up on saying over the last few years because of the success that Mahomes has brought the Chiefs. Andy Reid, great offensive mind. Not a great fucking head coach, in my opinion. When you talk about the time management and when you talk about the strategy and you talk about preparing and you talk about all this shit, like, yeah, Andy Reid seems to come with a great offense strategy off a bye. But, like, how often have we talked about the time management situation and issues that Andy Reid has had the last couple of years when they never have to worry about it because Patrick Holmes can get them down the field in 13 seconds? Oh, yeah. I mean, think think about all the years we had Andy Reid, where it was like he he left his team with 13 seconds. Well, that that's why they lost. Patrick Holmes was like, "That's plenty of time. We scored. We won." It's like it covers a lot of that stuff. Sure, his system though is so good. I mean, that game, even if even if even if obviously Chan Chan Henney comes and leaves a 98 yard touchdown drive. Yeah, like they win by seven. That's that drive. Like I, my point is, I think that system really is. I know. I know you're saying he is a great offensive mind. That system works so well. 
Now, if Mahomes is hobbled this week, and I assume he will be, it obviously creates a whole different game plan for both teams. And and, and look, it, I, I don't know what to expect for this week. The, I don't know if you saw the line already moved. It opened Chiefs minus one. Now it's Bengals minus one. It's already yeah. moved. That's t- that's turned Bengals fans like I, that. That to me, to me, uh, I I like the Bengals' chances in this game a lot. Um, especially, I mean, we're talking about a high ankle sprain. We're talking about a, a guy who had to like jump to hand off the ball multiple times yesterday. That is an absolute game changer. I mean, they've beaten them three times in a row. Uh, they've beaten them in Arrowhead. You can't like without an injury you you can't say oh the Bengals don't have a chance in this game they absolutely do with an injury yeah but wow for the Bengals to be favored on the road well i bet that three times in a row plays into it which i i don't know i don't know if that's a good or bad omen for them because the thought of beating patrick mahomes four times in a row like it's such a daunting task for any team Right. But you're right. Like his, his health status. I don't know. It's, it's just, it's tough to pick against them right now. Like it's like, dude, I mean, I said it, the, the Andy Ruther curse, the Mike Brown curse, Joe Burrow is just blown that shit up, blown it up. He is as many playoff wins as the franchise had for 52 years, 53 years, whatever it was like, it's crazy. Yeah. And, and, and anybody out there, and, and I'll just say his name, like, dude, there's people who are, aren't giving him enough credit, like a Barry McCockiner. Like, dude, what sport are you watching? This idea, like, he's tweeting that Joe Burrow hasn't had, had any clutch drives. Or, first of all, it's not true. That's not true. He's had clutch drives in the playoffs to give them a game-winning field goal, game-winning touchdown, whatever it is. That's just not true. You have to remember, thing, you, like, you know, we, we, we always say, like, follow the money. In sports, it's always follow the fandom. Follow the fandom. If if you know Nick Wright's not giving somebody enough credit, like you got to remember, he's a psycho Mahomes stan. He's from Kansas City, you know. Barry McCockner. Oh, I bet you he loves Jalen Hurts though. Yeah. Right. Sure. Meanwhile, meanwhile, the the Eagles are just getting just six yards on every run up the middle. And and he's throwing bubble screens. Joe Burrow takes shits that are better quarterbacks than Jalen Hurts. But Barry McCockner, he's an he's an Eagles fan. Yeah, so you always got to follow the fandom. No, for sure. And I'll say it right now: if the Bengals make it to the Super Bowl, I think they win. I I just think they're the most complete team on both sides of the ball. I think it would be a game with either the Eagles or the Niners. I think it'd be a game, but I just think they're the most complete team right now. If they make it to the Super Bowl, that's a big if. Yeah, I mean, to me, that it's crazy because I said it last week, but like this Niners team, man. The the one thing about the Niners team is like week in and week out, it's like you talk you talking about having a, a game plan and having like a strategy like they went in and i know it was a clo- close game you know not obviously the, the the cowboys still didn't cover 
but it was a back and forth game. They didn't put a ton of points on the board because, uh, you know, the, the Cowboys held up, but their defense is just so fucking good. Yeah, they're great. Dak Prescott knows that. Well, Purdy didn't have his meltdown game that I predicted. I said I predicted I think he's gonna have he's gonna have one coming up here soon. I thought it might be that game. Maybe it's this week. I don't know. Dak Prescott, two picks, probably should have had four, maybe five. I just don't know what he's seeing on some of these plays. Well, he's not seeing, or what he's not seeing. He's throwing, he's legitimately throwing balls to guys, not seeing certain players. And then those players are like, what? I'm standing right here. I'm going to pick this off. Yeah. I know. And that's the thing, man. Purdy's doing his thing. He's just doing his thing. You know, it's definitely shades of, yeah, like you said, early Russell Wilson when they won the Super Bowl, shades of early Tom Brady. But I, I have to bring with, up the tweet. But with way but but with way more like he, he threw he's thrown way more touchdowns and sure. all that stuff like in in the end of the regular season. Yeah, it's 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 the, if he wins a Super Bowl, you're not gonna be like, Oh my god, that was the Brock Purdy show. You know what I mean? But uh he's he's been productive. For sure. Well, no, and that's why you know I tweeted out Brock Purdy has started eight career NFL games and already has more playoff wins than Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Now, I guess I should know by now, but I didn't think any Cousins stands would come out after that, and they did. And and, and here, here's the stat Follow for the you. fandom, bro. No, for sure. And, and I was responding on Dirty Sports, and I saw some things on Instagram as well. And, guys, Brock Purdy started six games at the end of the regular season. He threw more touchdown passes and less interceptions than Cousins. So I understand one guy has the number one overall defense, and that's Brock Purdy. But my counter to that is Cousins is always playing from behind. He should have more touchdown passes than Brock Purdy in those six games. He should, but he doesn't. Purdy's good. Like, Purdy... I agree. Purdy is doing more... Than those early Tom he's Brady. More dynamic. He's more dynamic than Garoppolo. Oh, he's way more dynamic. He's way more dynamic. So, like, if if this was happening with Garoppolo, no one would even be questioning it. Everybody'd be like, "Oh, they're 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 favorites to win the NFC." No doubt about it. Meanwhile, he's just better. He is. He's really cool, calm, and composed. Now, obviously, he's they have mobile. a whole situation. He is. I don't know how you stick with Trey Lance. They won't. Well, I mean, they'll, they'll have a whole offseason. To, to, I'm sure Figure they'll have it a quarterback out. competition. I'm sure they'll do a whole bunch of different things. I'm sure they'll play everybody in the preseason. Maybe Garoppolo can go. Maybe he can go to Dallas because they need a quarterback. And they need a coach. What was that final drive? I, I've never seen anything like that final drive. Maybe last year in the playoffs when the Cowboys lost. Right. You talk about Andy Reid and time management. I think at this point, Mike McCarthy's the goat of missed time management. What the fuck is that guy doing? It, but isn't that like, again, 
what the you know you, we talk about in the NFL like the coaches and what what did Mike McCarthy accomplish this year that between last year's playoff loss and this year's playoff loss is like no he's he's earned the right to keep his job he did what he finished second in the NFC East he won a road playoff beat, game this year he, against a he beat, terrible. He beat he beat the he beat a an under five hundred bucks team. Yeah. Mike McCarthy, though, here's the thing. There's there's two things with Mike McCarthy. One, Jerry Jones loves to hire guys who will just fucking yes man him. He always has. Sure. He always will. Two. There's something about Mike McCarthy, like football guys love to fucking defend him because they are also just as terrible at their jobs, whatever it may be. And they hate seeing a guy like Mike McCarthy being strung up because that means they're probably next. Yeah. You know, like we saw, we saw Terry Bradshaw go out of his way to defend McCarthy a couple years ago. It's like, yeah, you're just a, you're just a blue collar. I like him. He's a good guy. It's like, is it because maybe you don't want one day people go, has Terry ever brought anything to any broadcast? Has he ever made one? Good point. Has he ever made one great analysis of anything? Or should we just fire his dumb bald ass too? Let's break down that final play. And, and I have the final play here. We'll, we'll break it down. It's arguably the worst final play I've ever seen. Well, it's it's All insane. Right, let me mute it. Okay. Let's 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 go to the start. So we have four guys split to the left, four guys split to the right. We have Zeke hiking the ball. And then we have I can't see the, is, is that is that another running back? Is that a tight end? Who's next to Dak? I have no idea. Anyway, but essentially the two, but essentially the two he, so here's the thing. The only guys who are allowed to go out for a pass are the two guys on the end of both sides, the two guys in the backfield, and the guy next to Dak. And then, two, and then the, the guy next to two slot slot guys. It. Right. Yeah. That's two what I'm saying. There's two, okay. there's, two, gotcha. there's two slot guys on the other side of Zeke. The two ends of both of the lines. That's why there's essentially tackles and guards out there. And then, but like, so... Just let's look at whoever's down in the, the the absolute bottom of the screen, right? Let's say Dak snaps the ball and then immediately throws it to like immediately throws essentially a screen down to the bottom of the screen. Now you have a tackle and a guard there. Okay, now you can start running with blockers and do some sort of lateral situation, right? I don't think the play here is for Zeke to have to actually do any pass blocking. I think the ball is supposed to come out way faster. So because Zeke gets absolutely fucking murdered. Look at this. Zeke just gets. Let me look at this. Here's a great still. Zeke is just on his ass. He just gets blown the fuck up. Just absolutely. Boom. And Zach. Or Dak goes instantly to the slot. Not to look, even if you look yeah. down at the bottom now, 
Even if you look down at the bottom, not to that guy who has two gigantic blockers in front of him. <laughs> he goes instantly to the slot. Who, when he catches it. Also gets murdered. Just gets destroyed. And you're right. If, if I frame it here. This is much better on YouTube, by the way. The guy on the bottom. I don't know who what I receiver that is. You're right. Has blockers. I don't know why he throws it to the middle where there's two 49er defenders. And then he just gets lit up. Boom. Game over. <laughs> I think that's T.Y. Hilton at the bottom, by the way. Is that T.Y. Hilton? Maybe. Arguably the worst call at the end of the game. Give me something. Can we like, also can, let, let, like let, 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 here's the thing. I'm a Giants fan, right? We've talked about this before. Not only do I hope they don't fire Mike McCarthy, I hope they give him a Mike Krzyzewski contract. I hope they give him the Coach K. I hope they give him $50 million per year until he doesn't want to coach the Cowboys anymore. Like, to me, that's what I want. But let's add one other thing. How how long are we going to do that Kellen Moore is an offensive guru because he scores 40 points on dog shit defenses in, like, week three? And then every single time they have to come up against a somewhat good defense, they fucking stink. Yeah. And we act like, dude, you you quarterbacked at fucking Boise State. This ain't this ain't fucking Boise State. Enough with your fucking trick plays. Enough with your fucking gadgets. You just got your fucking running back murdered, and you got your fucking slot receiver murdered. And the running back that you got murdered playing center is a guy who the Cowboys are paying elite money and you use him as if he's fucking Mike Allstott. He's good. He's good for two yard rushes when you at third and one. Yeah. This was the year, man, as far as Dak's concerned, you had the defense, man. You have enough weapons. Like this was your year, and yesterday was the game. Your your D gave up nineteen points on the road. You can't really ask too much more from the defense, right? I didn't play the last game here. Dak is arguably the worst value quarterback in the league. He's right there. And listen, Cousins. And listen, I, sh- I shit on Cousins all the time. He's also fucking terrible. But Dak gets paid more than Kirk does now, doesn't he? He does. I mean, that's a fair assessment. When you look I know around, ta- when you look, ar- when you look around it, when we we're talking about Burrow, we're talking about Mahomes, we're talking about all this stuff. It's like. I'm I'm a Giants fan. I've never feared Dak Prescott for I'm never I never I've never gone to a football game and like fuck. How are we going to figure out what are we going to do about Dak Prescott? I mean it's true. I know. It here's the thing. We talk about quarterbacks all the time. But it's just so important, man. 
Like, you know. You you know, can I win a Super Bowl? I think the, the Cowboys had a really great defense this year. I don't even care about the stats. I'm sure, I don't know what they were top five in as far as points per game, as far as yards. I just knew they had some, like, a guy like Michael Parsons is a wrecker. He's a game wrecker. They had some some great defenders. If you can't win a Super Bowl with this defense, you can't win a Super Bowl with that quarterback. You just can't. I'm sorry. He's not that good, and he's reckless, and he makes too many mistakes. And you saw yesterday. They, the defense played great yesterday. Uh, I'm just going to, I'm just going to put it out there. Totally fucking straight up. This isn't hot take, skip Bayless, whatever. Do they win that game with whatever the fuck the name of the dude who played five weeks in the early in the season is? The ginger guy. Cooper Rush. Do they win that game with Cooper Rush? It is the difference in that game not simply two turnovers by Dak? Yeah. I mean, it's a, I, you know, I think it's a legitimate question. Do you remember what Teddy Bruschi said on the uh, Manning podcast? Manning no. cast? Now, it was a blowout, so most people weren't paying attention. But he basically said, to kind of sum it up, you know, they're talking about Dak, the Mannings are, and he's like, dude, this is a terrible team. His his point was like, yeah, he's doing this against an eight and nine team. Like Brewski was basically saying, let's see next week against a legit D. Right. Like Brewski basically called it he to those guys. He was saying, look, we'll see. Like he he basically put no weight in Dak's performance against the Bucks because he saw this coming. A lot of people saw this coming. It was full. Did goal. I pick the Did I pick the Bucks to Did I pick the Cowboys to beat the Bucks? Didn't we all fucking pick, pick Cowboys to beat the Bucks? And then this week, it's like, what What are we even fucking talking about? The Cowboys are going to go into San Francisco and they're going to beat the Niners with a good defense. Death taxes and Dak throwing two interceptions. Yeah. I know. And that's the difference when you're playing a game where both teams are going to run the ball and both teams are going to play defense. Sure. I mean, it's crazy. Which, by the way, side note, you talk about his contract. I guess it's all coming out. I thought it already came out about Lamar Jackson's offer. The Ravens initially had offered him $113 million in guaranteed and they raised that to 133 in guarantee. Okay. So the following quarterbacks make more than 133 guarantee outside of Deshaun Watson. Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. 
There are some bad contracts out there, Joe. There's some bad contracts, man. There's just some bad contracts. Obviously, the Russell Wilson one yeah. looks like the worst, without a doubt. The Kyler Murray one, I don't know what to make either. It's $189 million guaranteed. Patrick Mahomes is only 140. The Here's what's crazy. The Patrick Mahomes contract now looks good. It's only $141 million guaranteed. What is Burrow going to get? They say they're going to do it in the offseason. What's he going to get? Yeah. But you got it's 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 that's the thing is it's like it's a difficult game even with Burrow like yeah you got to pay the guy but all these playoff wins he has you know all that go goodwill goes out the window if you you stop winning those playoff games because suddenly you can't pay this guy and you can't pay this guy and you can't pay this guy yeah by the way side note tech side note I figured out why I couldn't show that image. It's for video files. Got it. I should have read where it says video file. I think I'll be able to share some images in the future when I mess around with this. Okay. Just FYI. Anyway. Uh, I, had a, I had a friend who's a Cowboys fan message me last night. And obviously this can be a nice transition into the Giants game from the Cowboys game. But he messaged me last night. He said... The Giants are in a better position going forward than the Cowboys are in. As good a season as the Cowboys had, for them, for this to be, for their peak with this team to be the exact same round and to have all that money committed to Dak and like all that money committed to Zeke, like what are they doing from here? Like that's the thing about this Cowboys team is like, how do the Cowboys, you, you're, you've got, Dak McCarthy and this defense. Like basically your your team right now is Dak McCarthy and Micah Parsons, right? Micah Parsons is a generational talent for the moment. What what are you doing? Like how how do you get better? So Dak's only under contract through 2024. So he's got two more years. So right around the time you got to give Micah Parsons $30 million a year. Correct. Correct. So so what do you can, do now? I don't know, man. You can't, I just don't, you can't stick with Dak, but they're going to. They're going to. But they have thing, to. If, if you had that, if you had that guy on the defensive side of the ball, wouldn't you just try to go Ray Lewis style? Wouldn't you try to go Russell Wilson on the fucking Seahawks style? Wouldn't you just go? Why don't we go get a fucking? Why don't we go get an Ed Reed type to pair with our yeah. Ray Lewis? Sure. And 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 who cares what it costs us? We'll we'll make up that money by getting. We we barely pay fucking Tony Pollard. Yeah. And we'll go after it, whatever. Coop with Cooper Rush. We'll just we'll just try to have, have the best defense in the NFC. Yeah. I think you almost have to. But you they won't. 
they'll go, Kellen Moore's an offensive genius. Let's go out and let's get, get a wide receiver. And let's get, yeah, of course they will. Yeah. Do something stupid like that. No, I can totally see that happening. 100%. I mean, look, they haven't made the they haven't made an NFC championship, I think what they say yesterday, in 27 years. Yeah, and they've also lost seven straight division round games. Like, like they're, they're in a bad stretch, a 30-year, give or take, bad stretch. It's not stretch. even a, but the, here's the thing about the Cowboys. It's like, the national media and Cowboys fans like to talk about like this year is a debacle. And then what do we do next year? And what happens this? And what is that? And it's like, guys, the only thing about the Cowboys that's consistent is that you're just not that good. You like, I, I don't remember a single team this whole time that I was like, oh, they're a contender for the Super Bowl. All those Romo years, all those fucking teams, even when they had the 13 and three team or whatever, it's like, you just didn't feel confident. You got to start by being in it. But also, you've got to, like, the reason that people are confident in the Bengals right now is because they just did it last year. They got there like the continuous deep playoff runs. Yeah. The Cowboys haven't had continued. The Cowboys haven't been to an NFC championship game, let alone. Oh, we got there one year and then we didn't get there the next year. And then we got back and then we didn't. It's like, dude, you guys, you've just, you've never even been good enough to make the division. Yeah. No, and that's that's important. Like, but Cowboys gotta, fans in the national media love to like go into every season and be like, yeah, "This is what." Let me tell you, who's this fucking sneaky good team this year? The Cowboys. Cowboys have playmakers on both sides of the ball, and blah blah blah. And it's like, man, if I had a dollar for every time people overestimated how good the Cowboys were going to be. Well, I think that, you know that's part of it. They're "quote unquote" America's team. They're going to get all the hype. I mean, look, I've bought it. I've bought it a few times. Yeah, like, I've, I've drank the Super Bowl one year. Yeah, I've drank the Kool Aid. And, and I did think with this defense, I was like, okay. This defense, they could make a run. And then Dak, Dak just he just fell apart this year. He really did. Again, of all the years. The Cooper Rush, I you know, I you forget about that. The Cooper Rush, not a bad argument. They beat the Bengals with Cooper Rush. I know it was week two, but I'm just saying, like they beat a lot of teams with Cooper Rush. It's not it's and not the thing a bad about, It's not the, the 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 simple argument is he probably doesn't throw two picks. And the, that is the difference in the game. And meanwhile, week in and week out, I mean, Daxton two picks. I, I, and I, I don't know how many of the last ten games or twelve games since he came back from injury. Two picks. Yeah, 
I I don't think I think I think Dak has one game the whole year or something like that where he threw the ball twenty five times and didn't throw a pick. Yeah. Well, I just pulled it up. I mean, he threw two picks since since November thirteenth. He threw two more picks. One, two, three, four, five times in his last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So five of his last eight games in the regular season, he threw two picks. And then including yesterday. So six of his last 10 games, Dak threw two picks. Six out of 10 games. Here it is. The single game this year. Dak Prescott did not throw a pick when he threw the ball 25 plus times was last week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Damn. Yeah. Cooper rush, man. How are you feeling after that beat down on Saturday? Well, uh, not great, um, but it's 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 a it's for sure a layered um uh, process of of taking the L. One, I didn't expect us to win, so there was that. Um, two, uh, the we'll we'll start from we'll start okay. First thing is uh, I didn't expect us to win. So whatever the final form is at least we got the shit kicked out of us. That'll probably save us a bunch of money when it comes to negotiating with Daniel Jones and Saquon. Like you want to play a close game, but in the end, getting your ass kicked and losing a game that you were probably going to lose no matter what might actually be beneficial in the long run. So that was the, that was where I started and where I finished Now, in between comes the things that were disappointing. Well, first of all, props to give, you know, give credit where credit's due. The Eagles came out. You never know what you never know how teams are going to handle having the bye week. Yeah. And it obviously, it obviously didn't hurt the Eagles. They came out. Now, the thing that is frustrating about how, how the Eagles played is you kind of know what you're going to get from the Eagles. And the frustrating part as a Giants fan was mostly from our defense. It's like, you, like I get that they had a week off and I get that, you know, fucking the Giants had to scheme for the Vikings and had a whole Vikings game, whatever. But like you're playing a division game in the divisional round of the playoffs with a chance to go to the conference championship game and you just, you're just going to give up seven yards per carry up the middle, just like straight up. I mean, it was like watching a homecoming football game in high school. It was just like, Oh, you, you're just, we're just going to run the ball up the middle the whole time. And, and the, the um, kind of frustrating part from the giants defense is I actually don't even think that the Vikings game last week should have been as close as it was. And 
the Eagles game this week should have been closer than it was. Suddenly, like it seemed like Martindale got scared of his own like strategy come playoff time. It was like live and die by the blitz and then suddenly afraid to do it when like, you know, listen, if your MO is like, this is, we're going to win or lose. Just we're going to blitz the shit out of people. Then come playoff time. He doesn't blitz Kirk cousins at all. And you play a game where you're going to try to have a shootout, which you somehow come out on top of 31, 24. Then you're going to go into some game where, like I told you before, I told you last week, the, the thing about this matchup is there's maybe three guys on the Giants who start on the Eagles. Like we're just straight up, we're just straight up outmanned. So you better come, like it's almost, a, you know, to steal a fucking page is like, I know Philadelphia loves to th talk about Rocky all the time and Rocky, 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 like they think he's actually a real person. But if you remember in Rocky, like it was Apollo was clearly the better fighter and so rocky did the fucking oh we're gonna we're gonna go south we're gonna go regular and then switch back to southpaw at the end and fucking like that's what the giants needed to do is you're outmanned so you better get creative and you better come with a fucking strategy and instead defensively they just got run all over I, the thing is the eagles look so good that now everybody's on the eagles and i'm just like i don't think they're going to be able to go into go even in Philadelphia next week. I don't think the Niners are going to come to town and you're just going to gash them for seven yards on every run. And God forbid you ever find yourself in a third down. Their defensive backs are just going to be eight yards off the line and let you bubble screen for a first down on every fucking play. Like the Giants, if they ever even got them into a third down situation, just like not even pressing their receivers. Jalen Hurts isn't even throwing the ball downfield. He's just turning, throwing it. The guy's getting one blocker and running it into the fucking end zone. It was just like the worst defensive strategy I've ever seen. Well, because, I mean, it, because I think the defensive strategy was let's just let's just see if we can go toe to toe with them. And it's like, it why would you think that? Like it was just yeah. such an ass kicking, and it was too easy. The Eagles obviously surprised me. I, you know, I lost. I made that bet early on. I didn't have the most confidence. It was only a $25 bet. Eagles aren't going to win a playoff game. Obviously, I was wrong. I, you never know how they're going to come out off the bye. Jalen Hurts' first postseason game. He, he, you know, he made a few nice throws. Well, it was like, his first postseason game, right? He lost. He lost. That's true. He lost, he lost the Bucks. You're right. Forgot about that. He lost to the box last year. No, but my point is, like, you never know what you're going to get. I think he's improved so much. We all know that. He had a great season. This will be an interesting game this week. But like, the thing is, is, like, the I Eagles was not, are. I, was I wasn't like, as particularly impressed by Jalen Hurts yesterday or Saturday. So, like I said, I think the I think the Bengals are the most all-around best team. Doesn't mean they're going to win this week. Doesn't mean they'll win the Super Bowl. I just think right now the Bengals are the all-around best team. I'd probably I'm I'm probably leaning maybe towards the Eagles slightly as the second best all-around team. I mean, the Niners are right there. 
I don't know. Was I off a week? Is this the week that Purdy throws two picks and fumbles it? I don't know. I, I you know, I just right see, now, I I see in that Niners game, and I and I was it was so frustrating to watch it after watching the Giants game. It's like the Niners scheme, especially defensively, to stop you. They scheme to stop you. And what was frustrating about watching the Giants game, again, is the Giants are outmanned. So you better figure out, a, you have to come up with a scheme that is going to be like, hey, this is what you guys like to do, and we're going to scheme to stop it, and we'll see if you guys can make an adjustment. And what was unfortunate is like, I would have loved to see the Giants scheme to say, hey, we're, we're just not going to let you just fucking like, let's make Jalen Hurts throw the ball. Let's make it a Jalen Hurts game. And it didn't have to be a Jalen Hurts game at all. And th that's what will be interesting about the Niners game. Because the Niners aren't going to just go, hey, feel free to run the ball off the gut and we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll go to toe-to-toe -to -toe with you guys and see what you can do. Who do you think wins that's, that game? That's not going to happen. I think the like, Niners like, win that game. You think the Niners win that game? I, I think. I think the the Eagles being a, the home team is a, is huge. If it was in yeah. San Francisco, if it was in San Francisco, I'd I'd already have bet it. That division's interesting. Moving forward, the NFC East because. I, you know, Jalen Hurts is having a great year, but I would argue you have question marks long term. I just don't trust running quarterbacks. I just don't, unless his game evolves and it can. But my point is, you have, with that being said, I think you have question marks at all quarterback positions, like long term, five years from now, right? Well, the, so the, I mean, here's here's the situation in the NFC as far as like the Washington. Why are we like? Talk. We'll talk about you guys when you have a quarterback, or when you have a team, or when you have whatever. Like, there's absolutely there's like what do they have? They have halfway decent weapons offensively, none that are like absolute fucking game breaking game changers. Like McLaurin's great, but like, what are we talking about? Like, no one's out there scheme. Like, what are we gonna do with Terry McLaurin? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So Washington, whatever. The the Cowboys situation, this is why it's like if you're talking about stock prices, it's like the, the Cowboys stock is 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 going to be in free fall because they're overpaying the shit out of a guy who we're pretty sure can't get it done. Yeah. Right. Now we have a situation with the Eagles and the Giants where you have two quarterbacks and you don't know what really they're capable of, but they haven't been paid yet. That was what I convinced myself after the fact is like, listen, I want it to me. And I, and I don't know if you remember me saying this last episode, but it's like if the Giants win a playoff game and then they go and they play a close game against the Eagles and lose. But Daniel Jones shows out. Let's have a fucking parade like that's a that's a celebration of a year. Like, let's literally pop champagne. One of playoff game went into Philly played a close one, lost. But now I'm like, in the end, 
isn't this probably better for the future? Like, didn't that game maybe cost Daniel Jones like $25 million? Can they probably take $10 million a year off his thing? Because he's like, you know, got his butt kicked a little bit in, in Philly. You think? Kind of. No. You don't, One playoff game? Well, don't wouldn't you say that the Minnesota game probably earned him twenty or thirty million dollars guaranteed? You definitely earned him money. That's what and I'm saying. Like, like, can you can you have a a bad game that's just gonna revoke that instantly? No, but I think it's probably it probably settles somewhere in between. You know, if if he had gone in there and they it, it had been a thirty one thirty one game and they go to overtime. I mean, it's like Dan, Daniel Jones, we're, we're going to be able to go head to head with the Eagles for years. You, and you have to pay him. You can't even second guess it. But this yeah. way, you're like, hey, listen, pay you. And then what? Pay anybody else. Whereas the Eagles this year, and, and this is kind of the situation. And, you know, obviously, you want to win every game you possibly can. And you want to, the goal is to win the Super Bowl. And the Eagles have a chance of winning the Super Bowl. But if the Eagles don't win the Super Bowl this year, let's say they get there, or let's say they lose next week in a close one, you're probably paying Jalen Hurts a ton of money in the next couple of years. A ton. Probably. And then here we go again. Right? Yeah. No, for sure. I, I mean, I mean, it's it's such a it's such a crazy game, of. And then base. and then I have a feeling they're not going to have, they probably won't have five double digit sacks guys after they pay Jalen Hurts. They probably won't have the elite offensive line after they pay Jalen Hurts. You yeah. won't. You cert. You certainly won't have. Um. You know. Obviously, they have young. They have a a young receiver, but they also have a veteran receiver who they traded for that. They probably don't re-sign to a huge fucking deal. No, for sure. I mean, it's, 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 it's that game we always talk about, right? It's that same game of just like, how do you balance paying the quarterback, the ones that are worth it, the ones that aren't worth it. How do you assemble a team? I mean, look, the chiefs have figured it out. They're still in the AFC Championship game. They also haven't won a title since they paid Mahomes, but like, you know, he's going to win another MVP. He deserves to win another MVP. I don't know. It's crazy, man. It's just, it's 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 going to be a fun week of games. I mean, you, right? You just have two completely different things happening. You got you got two bona fide stud quarterbacks against these two up and comers. As far as like how the games are going to play out, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I don't know if we want to hop into the Reddit post. Was there a Reddit post that I missed? There's a drinking game one. It's pretty. It's getting some traction. It's pretty funny. Okay. I'll. Just, you want me to just read it? Sure. There's twelve rules. Okay. It says, meant to call into the show a while ago, and the last pod reminded me. I created a DS drinking game with 12 rules. Feel free to comment in additions. And there's some good comments on it, too. It's pretty funny. 
I feel like we've had dirty sports drinking games before. I like this one the best, though. Okay. Probably. This is a good one. Number one, Ruther describes anything as wild. I think I say that a lot. That's that's good for two or three drinks uh, an episode. Yeah. That's a good one. Number two, Ruther accidentally plays an ad slash YouTube video. (laughs) That's good. That's at least once an episode. It's not even me. What happens usually when you get. Usually when you get caught one, too, it happens three or four times. Yeah, I'll have like something up on ESPN and it just sits there and then they automatically play the ad. Number three, either host says too big of a spread for me. <laughs> that like during football season, we're saying yeah. that every episode. All right. Number four, either host says that half point is tough for any iteration of that half point. That's definitely us. Number five, Prano does an impression. Yo fool Raiders fan does apply. <laughs> Yo fool. done that one for a while. Why, why wouldn't it apply, fool? Are you suggesting that for some reason it should not apply? What are you saying? Because it's not a specific impression, fool? Number six. Anytime you hear Randy Ruther. Number Which seven. Will, I mean, with the Bengals, with the Bengals headed to the, the conference championship game and looking like they will be a Super Bowl contender for as long as at least they're not overpaying Joe Burrow. Uh, you'll probably hear Randy Ruther a lot. Yeah. Number seven, Joe's screen continues to get more pixelated. Drink. No, that wasn't on there. I, <laughs> no, number seven, double drink if a former intern is mentioned. Well, they double drink today. Yeah. Shaboring. Shaboring. Number eight, Rutherism. It's like, you guys make fun of me. You guys can make fun of me all you want, but do we know that DeMar Hamlin's not officially dead? I saw a report from the Pennsylvania database that he actually did die. Andy, do you know if you go under that tweet that I told you to pull up, there's a guy who has posted, like, I mean, this is how insane conspiracy, like, I just can't believe people exist like this thing. Like he's actually dead. They've they they have his body in the Pennsylvania death database already. Like, can With you imagine thinking in? Yeah. Can you imagine thinking in this world that you could even have something like that not go unreported? How much money do you think the NFL has that they could go to Demar Hamlin's parents and be like, "Listen, your son's dead, but you have to pretend he's not." Here's the thing we ha- we made we we made we made all the players get vaccinated. Now they're dropping like flies. So we're just going to give you a bunch of money, but you can't say anything. Oh, okay. Seems you fair. have to you have to admit the the hoodie up and not like why is he not, like he's not showing his face during that game. He's always got the hoodie up. I'm not saying it's not him. I'm just saying it only fuels conspiracies, does it not? Yeah. He might be right. trolling people. He could be. There's videos think... of him. There's videos of him FaceTiming teammates. There's like it's not like yeah, we yeah, haven't I'm not seen talking about... since that happened. 
by the way, I was completely wrong. I thought the DeMar Hamlin effect would do wonders for the Bills. Yeah. Apparently not. But also, you know, you you were under the impression that the Bills, that the NFL was rigging the game for the Bills because of the DeMar Hamlin thing. I didn't say they were rigging it. All I'm saying is I think the NFL wants a good story. I'm not one of those people like the Bengals fans need to get over that. And that's all they do is complain about all the other fan bases. I've noticed it's like, guys, just embrace that. The team is good. Like who cares? Yeah. And also it's, it's one of those things. It's, it's just like we used to talk about with absolutely insane, just delusional Patriots fans. How the NFL is out to get, the Patriots, remember? And you'd, you'd break it down. And you'd be like, so let me get this straight. Roger Goodell, who's really, really good friends with Robert Kraft, is out to get his pretty boy face of the league married to a supermodel, Mr. Fucking Clean Perfect. He wants to the playoffs every year. It was so ludicrously insane that actually it's so obvious that the the more reasonable thing was the NFL was rigging things for the Patriots, which is why they were once punished fucking truly for cheating. Right? So Bengals fans, your your quarterback, your handsome quarterback who's like making women watch the sport, even though they've never watched it before, who's like of fucking causing like TikTok memes about how hot he is. Who's Joe Burr? The NFL's out to get him. They want him out. They want they want pudgy Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills to go to the Super Bowl. That's what they want. Josh Allen who's inspired no memes. Josh Allen's Josh Allen pudgy. You mean he's pudgy? I can I can tell you for. 100% certainty that there's nobody who's like, there's no like Josh Allen is hot threads on Reddit. Well, I bet there is. Everyone's Everyone's got their own taste. Speaking of that, let's get back to this, the Reddit drinking game. I believe I did number eight, Rutherism. Number nine, Prano's internet cuts out. I think we're near that this episode. I think, are we near the internet cutting out? Uh, I mean, I don't know. If, but it's cut out a few times, I think. Yeah, yeah. You're, we're we're going to have to plow through this. You are extremely pixelated the last 10 minutes. All right. Number 11. Finish your drink if he who shall not be named is mentioned. Number 12, Ruther may this is this is what I do all the time. Ruther makes an analogy related to X is the type of girl. I love to do that. You know, like so and so is the type of girl that you meet at the bar. She has a couple drinks. She's not the hottest, but she's gonna go home and you know have sex with you. Like I love doing that. And then the I'm, comments I'm, I, I by the way, I just did you just lose me for a second? No, I, th- I thought you were there. Now my internet's that. See, this is what happens because you talk. You're like, oh, your internet's gonna go out. It's going now. All right. Well, I'm gonna read some of the suggestions. Beautiful, well done. Drink every time Joe brings up Eli. That's a good one. Um, 
CT said a few other suggestions. If I say most people don't know or all the NFL cares about is money and finish your drink if Andy's girlfriend is proven real. We have additions that shotgun a Miller Lite if Brittany is proven real. Is Brittany home right now? She is. I told her to get Roscoe because he's being restless down here. Okay. You will not get her on camera. That's what you're asking. No, I'm not. I'm just, I'm just, I, I, I was, that was, it was actually more of a test for you to be like, no, 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 she's out right now. But like, uh, I mean, I came to Cincinnati for fucking two days. We didn't see her once. You supposedly live with her. She might not be real. She might not. Maybe it's all made up. Maybe I'm crazy. And it's a whole thing of my imagination. Honestly, I, I just like to say that. Andy's girlfriend not actually being real is one trillion trillion percent more of a viable conspiracy theory than DeMar Hamlin is dead from the vaccine and has been replaced with a clone. See, I thought the best conspiracy was, again, the drug dealer at the gas station who just said the NFL faked the whole thing. Like, that's a funny one. Like, yo, that was him. They faked the whole thing, which obviously didn't happen either. It's like, bro, I was there. Yeah, also, again, what what's that end game? Let's make kids real scared of dying on the football field. Oh, so we can get so we can make sure Buffalo gets a home game. <laughs> what? I like these. I like these drinking game. I like this drinking game. It's pretty good. Shout out to uh, Buck underscore Nasty. I think you, do you <laughs> on Reddit. Do you know when uh, you you ever do like a drinking game when they do um, uh, uh, what's it called like a waterfall? You know, yeah, where you, yeah, have, yeah. you start drinking, everybody else starts drinking. I'm gonna yeah. add one. I'm gonna add one to. I'm gonna add one to the drinking game right now. Start drinking every episode when Joe starts his plugs, and keep drinking until he's done. Like for right now, you would start right now when I say that this weekend I'll be in Wilmington, North Carolina, at Dead Crow Comedy Club. Two shows Friday, two shows Saturday. Get your tickets now. Dead Crow Comedy Room. Uh, in Wilmington, North Carolina. And then next week I'm at Sketchfest, uh, the 3rd and the 4th of February. But the Wilmington, North Carolina, this weekend, very, very, probably one of my favorite clubs in all of America. So come get those tickets. Come see a show. And now you would stop drinking. There we go. Hotline. I can't play the calls right now because I'm still working out this. I couldn't figure I couldn't figure out how to connect it. I'm gonna work, I'm gonna figure it out. 310-359-8365 is the hotline. Do we want to talk about this Shannon Sharp thing real quick before we end the episode? Sure. It was so weird. Can, can like at this point, can we just like end that whole show? I like Shannon Sharp. I think he does a great job on this, but like Skip should have been fired. Now Shannon should be fired. But you know my take. I think it's all fake. Well, it's like, not fake. They're real. They're real. It's a real thing, right? They're I real. know, but but like I I don't trust any sort of news like 
hot take or sports hot take. Like, I just don't know how much those guys actually believe what they say. Shannon more than Skip for sure. And I like Shannon Sharp, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I don't know. But, if if, any- but here's, here's the thing. And I don't know if that's on the drinking game. Here's the thing. Um, any, if, if Skip spends every single day of his life arguing LeBron stinks and the Cowboys are great and Dax the goat, who gives a shit if he believes it or not? Like, He's been to every single day of his life. Argument like who, like if he goes to bed at night and the last thing he says before he goes to bed is like, LeBron, I know you're the true girl. You're, you're the true goat. Everything about your career tells me you're the true goat. And then he goes to sleep, but he gets up every morning and he talks about why LeBron will never be Michael Jordan. Then who gives a fuck? Whether it's real or not real, like it's as real as anything. <laughs> Well, I, to me, it does matter. Like, if you don't really believe that, you know, I, to me, it matters. Like, if you don't believe, like, I think people just get conned into just people saying wild shit. But there like, are people who do believe everything that, that – if that's not his opinion, there are people with that opinion, right? And so, really, he's just fanning the flames of those people. I don't know. I I have skipped Bayless blocked on Twitter for a decade now, but somebody did send me a tweet that I was able that I opened, you know, in my text where I guess last night he was throwing his Dak Prescott jersey in the garbage. But see again, it's like it's all fake. Like that. Like this is my take on this stuff. Like the Shannon Sharp thing with Dylan Brooks is. I don't even like it's just it's like so 2023. Like you're getting into it with a Hall of Fame tight end who's now a sports personality. The game stops, like, or like, you know, it's when this happened in the timeout. Like, th- like it's just so bizarre. Although, although I like uh I think I have it here. Can we can we break it down? Can we break sure. down at the crypto.com arena? Don't okay. So so here we are. Because I know you're good friends with Shannon. And I know you might That's have... right. <laughs> so I told Dylan Brooks, <laughs> you can't guard the goat, LeBron James. And he said, Shannon, why don't you eat a carrot? <laughs> and I said, I prefer sugar cubes. So here's... Here's I'm gonna take the sound off. So here's Dylan Brooks. He's walking off the court. He's talking to Shannon Sharp. And Shannon Sharp is has, for anybody who doesn't know, he has got first row, front row season tickets. I don't know if there's season tickets, but he's got front row, I assume, season for the Lakers games. So Shannon's bar- Shannon's barking back. I don't know what Shannon's saying here. He's pointing. Come say it to my face. I don't know. Yeah. He's basically saying, you know, bring it. And then Steven Adams comes. I Can we talk about Steven Adams' look right here? Yeah. Steven Adams, he looks like a Bible character right here. I, I love Steven Adams. This I is, do too. This is, this is a great move right here. Steven Adams comes yelling at him. Steven Adams, he, he either looks like a Bible character, like uh, 
Sam was Samsonite the guy who had all the strength, and if you cut his hair, he lost all his yeah. strength in the Bible. Did you say Samsonite? Or is it Samson? <laughs> <laughs> Drink. The luggage guy? <laughs> the fucker. Did you say Samsonite? <laughs> To be fair, it's eleven fifteen here. It's been a long day. I, by the way, I love that Shannon just looks past Stephen Adams the whole time. He's like, "I will beef with anybody but Stephen Adams." Yeah. So Stephen Adams comes up. He looks like Samson from the Bible, not Samson. I not the uh, king of luggage, or he looks kind of like maybe. Remember in the those romance novels, they have a guy with long hair on the front. Well, dude, like he he looks like he looks like. The, the Doth, Dothraki from Game of Thrones. That's what yeah. he looks like. He looks like fucking what's his name? Jason Momoa. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like this is a guy you don't want to fuck with. Yeah, and that's why Shannon pretends he doesn't exist. So he comes over to have Dylan Brooks back. Who who is this guy in the front? Who is the white guy in the front holding? Oh, uh, who knows? Stephen Adams. I want to know who this guy is. Yeah, but how about the guy? What about the? What about the little person on the far left? <laughs> Who is that guy? That's a better question. <laughs> well, didn't they have, well, they have little people in Game of Thrones. So this yeah. would make sense. He also, he was a... Uh... I love that that guy's like, I have to sit front row because I can't possibly sit behind anybody. So I pay <laughs> $1 trillion a year to get front row seats at the Lakers game. So I have no one between me. Yeah. So this guy comes even allowed, out. I, that guy can't even order a large popcorn because then he has to sit behind the bucket. <laughs> I mean, the woman who's taking the video on her cell phone in back of him is like a foot and a half taller. Yeah. Than and she's guy. like five five. Yeah. So now we got dude, did that guy just push Steven Adams? Hold on, let me rewind this. I think this guy in front of Steven Adams with the glasses just pushed him. Boom. Like he he getting a little, little restless. But he's on, he's a he's a Grizzlies guy, I guess. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I assume he works for the Grizzlies. So then we have Stephen Adams goes right by that guy a second later. He's like, yeah, uh, yeah uh, get get out of it. He's like like flicking a gnat away. And then Shannon and now, if you look in the far right, Usher is somehow caught up in this. <laughs> you know who that is? I thought it was Usher too. You know, it's John Morant's dad. Oh. It's Really? Oh, I knew John Morant's dad was involved, but I didn't know that was him. I believe it's T. Morant. Yeah. Who is apparently... Th Dude, he's the character from Don't Be a Menace <laughs> where Marlon Wayans' dad is somehow younger than him. I'm just I'm just worried. <laughs> at, at some point, now that this fracas has continued, was the, was the little person stepped to death? Did somebody step on him? <laughs> So yeah, Usher slash uh, John Morant's dad is going at it now with Shannon Sharp. Oh, there's a guy. There's a little guy. Wait, where's he at? Where's little he at? Back. Where's the little guy? <laughs> By the way, the audio must be hating this. It's much better on YouTube. Yeah. Much better on YouTube to have the visual here. Where's the little guy? Where's he on the screen? Right, right in the middle, right by the the girl with the, like the denim. Oh yeah, let me do this again. A little guy made a made a guest appearance. Look oh, at, shit. he comes out from between <laughs> her legs. 
He's so tiny. Is he a jockey? Is that Shannon Sharp's jockey? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, that's that's who who rides me to the game. Come on, Skip. You don't have a guy who rides on your back, Skip? God, what is happening here? You don't have a man who you t- who you carry on your back to Lakers games, Skip? Unbelievable. Oh, my God. This is just... I think he's going to disappear again. Nobody's going near him. They're just like, we do not want to hurt this guy. And, th- and that's basically it. And then Shannon issued a, a big apology today. But also, the thing is, is like... I could yell the same shit Shannon yelled at a game, and no one's going to try to fight me over. It's like, why, why was he so triggering to them? Because he's on TV? Yeah, I think so. It's very weird. I don't know. If I went to a game and was like, you can't guard LeBron, no one would say shit to me. No. No. I mean, I guarantee if that little guy was saying anything, no way they're going over that little guy. No. It's just so weird that this would happen. And did did you did you hear his apology at all? Well, then I mean he He apologized. Uh, no, did you hear how many people he apologized to? No. Did Shannon Sharp apologize to the entire planet? It was it was like a four minute apology, and literally he starts doing his family members, and I'm like, what is happening here? Like it it was just the weirdest thing because yeah, I mean w- when they came he should have just stayed in his fucking seat yeah like the fact that he walked on the court was ridiculous and sharp oh yeah yeah no I know it, it was it was completely ridiculous we can watch a little of his apology to just add to it his 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 apology is just so long-winded and this is some of it i'm not even gonna play all of it this is some of this is some of his apology you probably have heard or have seen friday night um at the lakers game i want to apologize for my behavior um you know guys i've preached for the last six and a half years responsibility and accountability and i take full responsibility for what transpired it does not matter what Dylan Brooks said or how many times he said it. Me being the responsible person, me having the platform that I have and having so many people look up to me, I was wrong. I should have lowered the temperature in the arena. Instead, I turned the temperature up and I let it get out of hand. And I want to apologize to a few people. First of all, I want to apologize to the Lakers organization, Jeannie Buzz, the Buzz family. I apologize for any harm or unwanted attention that I brought to your organization. I want to apologize to the fans that were in attendance and the fans that watched on television because that's not what you paid for and that's not what you tuned in to watch. Shannon Sharp should have been mentioned as a as someone that was at the game, not someone that let his emotions run high and get out of hand during the game. I want to apologize to the Memphis Grizzlies. Grizzlies uh, organization and fans, I am sorry. More specifically, I want to apologize to Dylan Brooks. He is a fierce competitor, and seeing him up close, I get a sense of why he is what he is and how he's wired the way he's wired. Bruh, I apologize. I love the bra right there. Bruh. He, keeps, he gives a few bras. I wish you the best of luck the, uh, the rest of the season and continued success. Ja, it was a privilege and an honor to watch you up close and personal. Skip and I talk about you a lot. Up close and personal. Not person. Up close and personal. There's a sharpism right there. 
drink. Up close and up close and personal is a phrase, Andy. <laughs> I thought it was up close in person. No. Okay. Drink for me calling out Shannon Sharp. A lot of times, but to see what you do, the able you're able to elevate, lead the four, contort your body, and finish at the rim is 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 Who, unbelievable what, what, and, and Andy, extremely. Do apologies have to like? Why is, why do they have to include him talking about like like John Morant's game? That's what I'm saying. He just goes on and on. And I want to apologize to John Morant. I'm sorry about the way I acted. Also, when you use your left hand in the paint, it's phenomenal to watch. And for that reason, I hope that you will accept my apology. To Dylan Brooks, you a fierce competitor. Your ability to make the short corner three is phenomenal. Your ability to slide on defense. And for that, I ask for your gracious apology. <laughs> Dude, he just goes on and on. Impressive. And I want to apologize to you. I also want to apologize to my stylist, Hollywood. Bro, you have. <laughs> I swear to God. He's what? <laughs> Dude, this is what he said on air. Let me remind that when he gets to his stylist. It's, it's unbelievable and, and extremely impressive. And I want to apologize to you. I also want to apologize to my stylist, Hollywood. Bro, you had an impeccable record before you took me on as a client. And I want to apologize for my behavior because you were in attendance. And if I cause any smudge on your resume, I'm deeply sorry for that. I also want to... <laughs> I want to apologize to my stylist, Hollywood. Uh, you you had a fantastic uh, 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 record in this business before you took me on. Then all of a sudden, every sports talk show was talking about the ridiculous cardigan I was wearing and how I looked like I had been pieced together with 15 cardigans that had fallen apart and they sewed into one. Now everybody is saying, who styles Shannon Sharp? Uh, uh, a small blind girl? Who does her own sewing? So for you, Hollywood, I want to apologize. I wish I had never drawn attention to the ludicrous things that you put me in. It's unbelievable. Now, also today, uh, my, my apology is probably getting a lot of attention. So I am sorry again to my stylist, Hollywood, who's probably getting a lot of emails about why he would put me in aqua colored camouflage. With a pink shirt for my apology video. Am I hiding in the scene in Predator? <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, my God. Holy shit. I told you. And, Brano, I'm going to end it there. Good, this so we got to wrap it up anyway. Yeah, yeah, this wasn't just for the record. This just kept going. And then he apologized to LeBron, and then his mother, and then his brother. Like, it was like, dude, what is happening here? Anyway, I knew we'd get a kick out of that. Yeah, let's wrap it up. Guys, it's been fun. Joe's got to go. It's late for me. I got to go. Follow us on social at The Dirty Sports. Follow me at Andy Ruther. Follow Joe me at Pr Joe Prano on all social media, except for Twitter. I'm at Fix Your Life. Come to see a show in uh, Wilmington, North Carolina this weekend. Dead Crow Comedy Room. Get your tickets now. Cool. All right, guys. We'll be back next episode. And uh, hopefully I get some of these kinks worked out. Look forward to it. 
and uh, subscribe on YouTube. Like I said, we, we got better features. We can play some of the videos that we're talking about and work through some of these other things. All right. We'll see you guys on Thursday for uh, another fun show. Have a great few days. And as always, stay dirty.